And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. What a weekend's actions. Three very one-sided goal fests in the senior quarterfinals to go through. Commiserations to the loud ladies and we'll have Alan Landy who is back with us again previewing next next weekend's intermediate semi-finals. And I've lost my voice and that'll tell, that'll tell you how much talking is done in this week's We Are Loud podcast. Champions Newtown Blues facing the Dreadnoughts, one of the big ties, and the other game will be St. Pat's against Nave Martin. So that's how the semi final draw has uh, panned out. Just uh, what a draw that is! Um, really good permutations there. Will it be a Pat's um, Blues final? Will it be a Dreadnoughts Pat's final? Will it be a Blues Jocks final? Really good permutations, really exciting, really good test for both teams as well. Can the, can the Dreadnoughts get over the line and beat the Blues can the Blues hold off the Dreadnoughts who are hungry for success and first real big test um, can the Jocks beat a big team like the Pats and put out a statement ahead of the final can the Pats beat a big team now they're probably first time in a long time they're not going to be favourites going into um, really good permutations really looking forward to it those games are going to be played in the fortnight's time we'll have a preview beforehand and uh, now to the loud ladies um, who didn't get on so well today, live from Crow Park. Making my way then uh, to Lonliff Road after the Loud Ladies' defeat in the All-Ireland Junior Final. It was, uh, it was a tough one to take, very disappointing for the girls, um, very emotional occasion anyway, without the year that the girls have been through and just didn't happen for them on the day. Um, their heads wanted to play but it just wasn't in the legs um, emotionally and physically I think very hard for them to take and it just wasn't to be but it's a, it's a blimp in the road Limerick uh, do winners took their goal chance at the right time and punished loud any time like the, the chance at the start to get to settle themselves down didn't happen Um they just, they were just hit them with goals even after the second half when they started quite well. 
Um, Kay Flood Lauren Boyle up front. Yeah, it could be applauded. Ian Memory was terrific at the back. Shannon McLaughlin was good at the back. There's plenty of work to do. Just never got going. The, the, the tactics, a lot of people are laying the blame to them. But they were working early on. It's just they couldn't sustain the pressure that they were under. And Limerick just took the goal chance and then just grew off that confidence. And really and truly, it's just a. Just one of those days, and just a horrible end to probably one of the most horrible years they could have as as uh, players in the career. Um, but there's a lot of learning there and a lot of growing. Um, I will chat to Shannon uh, with Lachlan. We cut to that interview now, and she tells she she lets you know how this team has still a long way to go. They've been eternally bonded by this year. And it'll be stronger for it. Um, but all in all, disappointing day in Crow Park. Loud lady suffered defeat to Limerick, but they will be back. Shannon, moments after getting off the field, um, it was a tough loss out there. Oh, I don't, there's not much to say. Like, we're absolutely devastated. I can't believe it. Like, we're just absolutely devastated. Like, we worked so hard all year. We just didn't perform on the day. Like that's not the way we play. It's not us. Like it's it's hard to swallow. Like was it was it the way you set up, or was it just emotionally you just couldn't get to your true form? I don't know. Like Limerick came out there, all guns blazing, and at the end of the day, like I think they just they worked harder than us in the, on the day. Like it's I don't. And they got their goals. The, the, the goals in the, well. the the goals in the first half. I think put us on the back foot from the beginning. Um, put us on the back foot from the start. Like them first three goals, it was hard. It was would it be? It was a hard challenge to come back from that, and we sort of had a bit of a purple patch in the start of the second half. But then they scored another two, and like it was. I don't think we were coming back then from there. Is the, is the biggest disappointment that you didn't play to your troop? Oh, absolutely! Sides? Like if we had to come on and play the way we know we can play, like we would have had no problem there today. I just think as a team individually like we just didn't perform to our best but look there's there's not much we can say like there's always next year and it wasn't to be today I, it wasn't to be today but like we have such a great panel like every single one of the girls like since November we've been training and we've worked so hard all year and me all pass and I think nearly brought us closer together like they're like my my family at this stage like I spend nearly every day with them like so I, I can't see see everyone splitting up. Like we just need to stay together next year and keep pushing on, and hopefully we'll get a win next year. Shannon, thanks very much. Well, really appreciate that. Hard luck. Thanks very much to Shannon McLaughlin. Um, not very easy to stand up and chat after a game like that. And she showed the character of herself and the team by stepping up the talk. And now we'll chat about the junior semi-finals. We have our two junior finalists and two finalists that earned their place in the final. Um, the Glide got over the Dunlear with it. It was a tough, tough game. Dunlear missed a lot of chances and Glide showed their ability and they've got it all year. And they've done it all year, their ability to get goals and that's what got them over the line again tonight. They just got the goals at the right time. Garrett Moran as well, Just he's come back into the team and he's been 
quite dangerous for them. Niall Sharkey as well, he popped up as well. So they have goals in them. And then in the, in the second game, a lot tired than people expected. Roach really pulled it up again, uh, the Young Irelanders. Young Irelanders were very relieved to get over the line with a two-point win in the clans tonight. Uh, and what made it very interesting as well, and a big what-if... Barry O'Hare injured wasn't able to play he was involved in a car crash during the week his legs heavily bandaged and he missed out on that game and you just wonder if he was there he would have tipped the scales because the way the um, Young Ireland are set up it's it's defensive it's structured but it leaves the other team in the game although it's com- controlled and composed it might suit them again the glide they might play as lacking the next time maybe it's just a semi-final it's just about getting over the line for them uh, especially in their you can see their reaction to the final whistle but sometimes they're nearly too cautious Derek Maguire was their main man uh, it's amazing you see his mother outside the ground walking around she can't even watch the game it's that nervous so it just shows like how the GA is one big family and how much it'll mean to them Dean went off but uh, they still they don't know who's a good player 13 and 15 Jordan especially linking the play and the whole lot they won't play as bad again Glide will go into the final now as favourites um, possibly the two best teams especially uh, definitely the two best panels um, involved in the junior grade will the Young Irelanders bounce straight back up or will Glide do the business a uh, second time of asking we, we, we'll uh, we leave that for another day but um, that's the junior final junior semi-final wrap-ups and we'll get stuck into the senior semi-final and then we'll have Alan Landy's preview to the intermediate semi-finals next weekend Right, so first up um, is the in the senior championship is the uh, the double header in Dunlear an absolute, uh, an absolute damn squib, really. Um, you're trying to build it up beforehand. You're hoping and you're wishing for an upset, but in the end, you didn't even get like a, a tussle or a, a run for your money. It was uh, very much one-way traffic, and if anything, it it show it, it indicates how good these two teams are, how uh, how powerful they are going to be uh, down the stretch. You have to be you have to be nothing but impressed with the with the Martins. That 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 just sends them right up the power rankings. Are they the number two team in Loud now? You probably say yes. Are they ahead of the dreadnoughts? Are they ahead of anyone else out there? Are they ahead of the blues? No. I think the blues are still number one in the county. And the fact that they they really just do it they just Pose themselves, they never looked in trouble, they they went the point down and that was it, they just took over, they, they played at their leisure, nearly bored at times, but uh, the Joes couldn't really, couldn't really uh, get at them or force them into difficult situations, um, and once the goal, Brannigan buried, kicked the goal in, broke too many, just followed it in before half time, that was the worst time possible for the Joes in an upset. Because it, le- it left an unassailable lead at half time for the Blues. They could get themselves all in order, empty the bench, show their quality, ease the game out. They're very much uh, a front runner team. Uh, well, they could beat you anyway, but once once they get their, their tails up and they get ahead of you, the 
blues are very hard to very hard to come back and get get stopping and get under pressure um, and then the Martins are the same nearly they're nearly more irrational when they get going when they get away ahead they think they can beat anyone and take on anyone and every player thinks they're the most uh, potent player in the position and they think they can score with any shot and although the, O'Con- the O'Connell did miss chances uh, but Division 2 football probably caught up with them as well didn't really get going they haven't played at that level the Martins have played the, the league semi-final and final last week <coughs> the, the Conor Whelan was mentioned beforehand last week um, on the podcast that he, he's a key player to get in form and he's, he's just carried that over he's uh, and he's a key player for the for the Martins especially with JP being out of the side and being nearly used as a ploy to come off the bench that play wasn't necessarily needed last night when he did come off it. But uh, he, he has a great relationship with Sam Mulroy up front and they work very well together. But one noticeable thing was uh, Conor, Conor Morgan in the middle of the field. He started out the season. This is his first probably adult season. Um, he's trained with them last year and he, he looks to be getting a lot of uh, games under his belt and getting a lot of minutes and minutes for the future but in the present he's uh, he's fairly solid with the absence of Wayne Campbell um, Owen Gallagher looks to be building on his on his uh, reputation as well but overall like Callaghan the Martins have definitely put their hands up and dare I say it jocks for Joe could be could become the hashtag it could uh it could be the win that give it, makes them believe and give them the confidence um, to go on and who knows but uh, overall two very one-sided games in Dunlear and uh, now we'll be discussing, discussing the two senior games in the Clans and the Grove So Sunday's action and uh, we started off with the Clark beating the Gales like a, a really miserable year for the Gales but you have to hand it to them they did put up a fight against the uh, Dreadnoughts um, they missed Sean McCann it's terrible what happened young Morgan James Stewart emigrates um, the, the two Murrays come back home um, it just wasn't to be even comparing them by um, Jared McSorley getting a red card so it's just a not a great year relegation in the league as well so it's just it's not a great year and it's it's probably best for them that the season is over and they can put an absolute black mark through 2018 and maybe look forward to next year now after uh, getting our minds away from football for a while but the Dreadnoughts have showed all year that they are clinical they're a different animal this year and it showed in their, in their, in their goal taking the killer goal just before half time from Peppy Smith but even the two early goals like Carlos, uh, Lynch pops up with a goal when it's usually his brother Pat, Patrick that gets the goals uh, Peach comes up the field gets a goal as well and then Peppy Smith and Liam Shevlin banging in goals well in the second half Liam Shevlin's a revelation for them he does a lot of running Dermot Campbell is really composed at the back and it's just a matter of you look at it again and it's Wayne, McKee, Wayne McKeever getting the uh, getting the right players in the right position um, they're very organised they're fit each player knows their role 
And Peter Cowan stepping up, Carl Lynch pops up, Delay, Peppy Smith steps up. Um, they're getting the scores when they normally struggle for scores or they look like they're a one-man team. So you could say really good wins for the Joe for the Jocks and the, the Blues over the Joes. But Clark getting a big win over the, the Gales is uh, is quite telling as well, you know, like Gales are no slouches and Ferry, I don't know when the last time they conceded five goals, that's it. Before Lenny Harbison was over them before they conceded five goals, especially in championship. But uh Clara put, put a, did a number on them, very professional. Very ominous that they uh, it could be a fair team to beat and they'll go very far in this championship they will not be bet easy and speaking of not being bet easy the best game in the senior championship probably this year was the um, Omanis and the Pats and they haven't gone away you know they have not gone away you can just see it on the sideline you have Colin Goss back in you have uh, Damien Connor even making a nuisance of himself getting involved with Connor Crawley at half time going off the field um, they've got all Fergal Reels got all the team big men around them around that community and Paddy Keenan is moving very well although he did fade a little bit in the second half but like that's to be that's to be expected considering he's only landed back off a plane on Friday but my god they're dogged absolutely dogged and another dogged team is Domani's they're stuck in it when they shouldn't have stuck in it they got a goal just before half time when they were, they could have went in six three there, but high ball in, and uh, Sean Connor failed, failed to deal with it, dropped it, and Connor Crawley made a nuisance of himself, got on his eye line, made him fumble, and then finished off the goal as well, and they kept right in it. They looked like they were going to win in midway through the second half. Uh, ben McLaughlin and David Redmond kicked a couple of points. I think David Redmond kicked three points. Had a very good game. But the Pats kept grinding and kept grinding. Ray Finnegan just was relentless up the wing. Kept going and kept going. Daniel Connor had about six markers. Carl Grogan kicks a marvellous score to give them the lead. I think he's the winner. And then he gets red carded straight away after that. The um, the uh, Pats, or the Amatis, did have chances. But it probably told that they were just like the Gales. They were missing their, their key men in Fisher and John O'Brien at the back. And the Pats... Pats look like they could you wouldn't put it past them to go all the way you just could not discount them at this stage but um, that's all for another day that'll be the senior semi-final previews um, I spoke about the draw already but now Alan Landy joins us again to talk about the intermediate semi-finals So um, yeah, we'll just go through the uh, the quarterfinals. Um, we got uh, three three out of the four. Um, our predictions all right. Um, Mavic had an easy win over a lot of Pretty standard for them. Same with the the Fekins got over the Kevins. Um, pretty pretty easily as well. Um, I didn't get to see either of those matches. Uh, unfortunately, um, I saved. 
I saved myself for the uh, for the, the double header on Sunday in Dundalk, and it proved it proved to be the the, the best. The, 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 those two matches seemed to be proved to be the, the best of the of, of the four over the, over that weekend. Um, the Brides Moctis and uh, Cooley Finbars uh, was really really tight games. Uh, the Moctis, as I said, that they they brought that high walk rate intensity to the game and and. Uh, their fierce determination in 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 the tackle and in defence, uh, and uh, it was it was it was the goals that that really that really killed the brides at at the crucial times, um before half time and, and and just after half time Deckenborn, um again I I was actually I was actually getting coffee at that stage, uh, just after half time, high ball in, Decky in on the square where he should be they were playing with the wind in the second half so so that's where you want him. And um, and uh, ended up on a goal and and it actually the um, brides played with the wind in the first half and 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 yet left Aaron High as a sweeper um, for stages in it which kind of didn't make sense if you have a target man like that you put him in you put him in the square if you're playing with a wind because uh, anything can come off it. Um, sorry, correction. The two Marcus goals came in the second half, one near the end then as well. Um, but uh, like that, that was that was the Moctis played it perfectly tactics wise there. Get Decky in in the square, um, early balls in, um, and it was it was two high balls that that get get uh, that two goals came from, um, and the Moctis fully 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 deserved the the, the victory there. The brides looked flat footed. They didn't look. They, they couldn't get up to the intensity that the Moctis brought in with O'Neill again running, hard running through the centre. Um, then cooling the Fimbers, uh, it, uh, William Woods was the was the was the man. He was the difference. He um, and and strangely, he actually I I I said he, if he gets off to a great start and gets kicking, he'll win for them. He ended up winning for them, but he actually didn't get off to that to an ideal start. He he kicked a bad wide and and uh, he didn't get his free kick taken. Mightn't just uh, wasn't just at this very very start. Wasn't just. Uh, what you'd expect of him, but then he got a he 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 uh, he got a great goal. I think the goal was his very first goal. Uh, he used his body brilliantly, and once he got inside the box, you're not he, he's he's one of the best finishers out there. Um, again, then in the second half, set up a great goal for for one of the Osborns as well. Using his body, it was a high ball in. He just used his body cleverness, but then his his free kick taken. Then when they relied on him, he was he was second to none, and he he, he definitely. He, he he definitely helped kick them kick them into this into the semi-finals. Uh, Cooley were, were very disappointed really and, and didn't didn't um they didn't deserve they didn't deserve to do go through. So the draws you have Mack and uh, the Moctus and Feckins and the Bars now in the semis. Um two two very tasty uh semi semi-finals. Possibly that's not who if you pick the last four teams to be left in it. You mightn't have picked them four straight off, but all of them are there on merit. All of them haven't had an easier run really than 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 any of the rest of them. Um, Matic is the is the is probably everyone's standout team. Maybe they're playing Division One um, and where they are. But like again, it's proven very difficult for them to get out of 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 this grade. Um, intermediate's very very tough. Grade to to get. Sometimes you need the rub of the green, but to get uh, to get out of. Um, 
lots of teams were struggling. Um, the Matok 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 mocked this game. We'll, we'll touch on first. Um, we can't touch. We can't. We can't really comment on it without without mentioning um, uh, Casey Bourne. Uh, it's kind of talking. There, there, there was whispers a few weeks ago. Was he home? Was he not? He's he's definitely home. Um, and I actually heard that he played against a Mead team in a um, challenge game only last week. Played very very well. So. And he's definitely he's he's not a player that would come in and disrupt the 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 Moctus, uh, ethos or the Moctus, the feeling around the camp. Uh, obviously, he's the link of Decky being there as well, and Decky being a big leader and a big character on that team. Um, and I think the Moctus lads like it, it's it's if you're if you're getting a player back of that caliber, you're going to welcome him back with with open arms, and he can give so much to you. Um, I remember the last game he played, one of the last games he played with Louds. Um, down in um, St Conlots and Newbridge, and he was he was a handful that night, uh, that evening for for the the uh, the Kildare fullback. Like, um, so like what he can do with the Maddox again, I it, it might give Decky my my view or my my way of for putting Casey in his best position would be in on the square, obviously Baldwin. Um, maybe get Decky further out the field, even Decky playing ball into him. A few good quick lads that can feed off off the likes of uh, Casey in there, and 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 it's a great way to uh, to get over um, the uh, Cullen's defensive structure. Um, it can it can be very um, Cullen can crowd the defence and it can be very hard to to break them down and run through. Um, and I think the Marcus will go direct. Um, they could actually swap the two borns. Um, if one's doing too much work out the field or whatever like that but uh, that's where I'd see them setting up Casey inside first and I was trying to think who would pick him up in there does does Carl Clark go back Casey's probably taller than the majority of, of guys um, and then probably stronger than most um, so it, it, it's his conditioning and, and what he's done over and over and in Australia and that like you're you're gonna get very few lads that's gonna be that's gonna be in the shape that, that he is obviously coming from a professional setup. Um who will Cullen get him to pick him up? It could be a two man job, probably will be a two man job. Um so that then maybe uh, will Cullen be thinking now this week, uh, right, we need to set up or will they we need to set up for that eventuality or will they really concentrate on the game? I think it'd be naive if they didn't. Um, because and if you're trying to develop a, a plan to t- to 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 keep uh, someone like that quiet, um, two guys, let's say that are, that would be tasked with that, are going to have to know the uh, have to know what to do and 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 and, and know it very well. Um, if they can, if if that is the case, maybe it mightn't be, mightn't start or whatever like that. Um, if that's the case, if if that's the case, and they can neutralise him or neutralise uh, that directness that that the mock display, um, I think it, it again everyone knows what what Maddox's strengths are uh, up front. Um, they're good at running the ball. They're patient. The the the, the that system that we spoke before about. They're very very patient in their approach to it. It is a system, um, and the system has been working for them. Uh, it's worked in division. 
won very well for them and um, it's got them this far. Um, it's probably more developed and more um, elaborate system than maybe what the Marktas have. Marktas might be just maybe a very simpler one. Um, Darren McMahon sitting back a little and and, and just kind of generally fil- filtering players back actually. Um, Emlyn, Emlyn, um, Oh, his second name escapes you, but he, he plays at number 15 for the Marktas. Uh, he's usually the, the, the designated sweeper. You'll always see him sitting in, in around the full back line, in around Philly English. Um, so, again, Matt will be, if, if they can get on top, let's in middle of the field or whatever like that, walking forward, they're going to have to try and avoid him. Um, to make a call in it uh, will be. I'm, I'm, uh, I was thinking about this a bit. Um, with Maddox shaded maybe uh, I'm I'm going to go with Casey Bourne is playing is started is that direct man inside is going to cause a lot of problems I'm I'm looking I, I'm hoping that's the way because if that's the way we're in for an absolute great game I think it'll be really really exciting um, and uh, I'm actually going to go for a draw in the uh, the Maddox uh, Marcus game I just think uh I just think if 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 the Mockers again get on top like that and 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 win primary possession around middle of the field, they 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 could they could really cause Matic a lot of problems, and just at that, I think I think it, I'm I'm going to go with a draw. I'm going to stick me stick my neck in the lane there and go go with a draw. Um, the second game then fact is the Bowers. Um, again, Bowers good win over over um, uh, a coolie side that probably other people might have uh, fancied um, to go to go a bit further in it. Um, again, like the Marcus, good spirit, good fighting hard. Um, a lot of workers and, and uh, on on the team, not afraid to uh, to put a shift in. Uh, and then in William Woods, then as I, I as I said about the the coolie game, they have a, a guy that can uh, that can can shoot. Shoot from anywhere inside fifty yards, deadly at freeze. Um, then inside close to goal, he 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 really knows how to find the net as well. Um, Feckins then have 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 their sharpshooter and Ronan Holcroft, um, on their side. Um, the Feckins would be a little bit more of um, probably a pure footballing team more so than the Moctis or more so than 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 the Bars. Um, they'd have a lot of of lads let's say they'd be maybe slightly more comfortable on the ball a lot of footballers like they're good good, um, good stylish kind of footballers um, not to say that they don't have to have the guys then to put the work in as well but they, they like a more open expansive game um, the bars will try, like, probably try and keep it very very tight um, have have, uh, have kind of a compact probably pack the defence 8-9 guys back there Um the Feckens would like to run it, like to keep it open. Um, again, Holcroft in that situation probably will drift out. And again, 35, 40 yards, he can still be accurate. Again, he's accurate at the freeze as well. But if he gets a bit of space um, outside those, um, outside the defenders, and um, try and keep him, do I play him in around the 40 or something, let him move. Uh, so he's, he's, it's less of a, it's less of a, um, he can be. He can't be corralled as easily if he then if he is in the full forward line. Um, who? What will this? I I think it it'll come down to it'll be a Holcroft v Woods situation. Um, and I 
think I've, I've again I've seen the bar, the Finn bars in the last game, um, played against the Feckins in, in in the group stages, and uh, but I think just Feckins will have enough to edge this. I'd see them mention no more than two or three points. But I think yeah, I think the Feckins will edge that. So that's it for this week's um, We Are Loud podcast. Absolutely jam packed, full of highs and lows, and full of goals. Most importantly, shout out to Desi McDonald, absolutely uh, terrific referee and man in the middle of the uh, Pats and Amani's game. Let the game flow. Let the players do the justice on the field. Let uh, let let himself not be the part of the attention, and let the game be the attention, not him. Uh, terrific refereeing by him. Um, thanks to Alan Landy, and uh, hard luck to the loud ladies again. And uh, thanks for joining me. And uh, hope you enjoy this weekend's uh, raft of games. And hopefully, I'll be voice back. Uh, thank you. Man, we just fell about the place If that chick don't wanna know, forget her